You're tuned into Fork Podcast. This week, we're talking to John Hamilton Phillip. He's an entrepreneur with a vision for a better world, and he shares how he stays motivated through the challenges on the path to success. I just keep pushing myself and motivating myself every morning just to be a sharp mentally and just to always focus on the positive side of what can happen. Hi, you're tuned into Fork Podcast. I'm Sean Chris Lewis, your host, and today we're sitting in with John Hamilton Phillip close friend and whom I refer to as the coffee king. <laughs> Hamilton, welcome to Fork Podcast. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, Sean. Well, as I referred to you as the coffee king. Yeah. Why don't you tell people? Why, why do I refer to you as the king, dude? Why is that? Well, probably because I'm trying to uh, bring uh, the coffee back on the market, you know, yeah. and uh, a coffee that was well known before 200 years ago. And I believe that... Uh, it's only a king with his uh, all the <laughs> deep vision of the king. <laughs> all right, so you have definitely earned the rank of king now, dude. You're just like you're just bringing things back. You're bringing the coffee brand back, Mo Cafe. Mo Cafe, yes. Okay, so tell us how did that get started? What's how how does how old are you? I'm 28. 28. How's a 28 year old young man get tied up in the coffee business? Probably one of the most competitive businesses I could think of. Um, Alexandre Gardet, my business partner, was the instigator actually of uh, the coffee import here in Canada. Back in 2016, I went to uh, Haiti with my father. Son, father trip, we went to the Royal de Cameron in Haiti. And it was my first time coming back to Haiti uh, since the age of actually 12. And it was um, emotional. It was at the same time also very sad to see the situation in Haiti, you know. Uh, and the people actually living in those conditions. I remember um, saying to my father, oh, dad, it will be so interesting to actually, you know, trying to do something with this country, uh, whether it's importing product or, you know, selling a product or trying to bring something actually valuable, actually, uh, from this country on the Canadian market. Not even a month later, Alexandre Garda called me and he was like, oh, I started this business of uh, coffee import with Haitian coffee. And uh, do you want to be part of it? And this is how, actually how we started. Uh, he was the main guy who actually had the brilliant idea to uh, bring the coffee uh, on the market. So this is actually how we started. But you're talking about importing coffee from Haiti. From Haiti. Now, yeah. As I understand it, the infrastructure of Haiti is quite in disarray, getting things done there. I mean, I was just reading not long ago that electricity, the company, the... the um, country dumps tons of money into electricity yet they practically have no electricity for sure that when you know you're dealing with a country with political political instability is always a stress sometime when you want to import your product but at the same time you know those guys who actually are owner of the brand mo cafe uh stefan martin who is actually a brilliant actually young guy who has uh, also like a vision for the international market uh they've been around for is a four generation by the, way, by the way who are taking over and they've been dealing with you know instability politic uh political and political instability for so long so they know how to uh, manage your business and how to be efficient as well on the international market and even on the local market as well. So in terms of, you know, uh, distribution is not a problem because, you know, we import the coffee uh, by plane. But in terms of the groundwork, they're able to actually deal with uh, so many obstacles. Yeah. All right. Is, yeah. 
sell me on the coffee, man. I eat. It's not hard to sell me on coffee, dude. Yeah. I love coffee, yeah. like four cups every morning kind of thing. But um, what would you say is the high point of a Mo Cafe cup of coffee? The, you know, the cog, does it make me smarter? Yeah. <laughs> I need something that makes me smarter. Yeah, that's no, fine. No, but, uh, but yeah, so the value of that, well, I mean, the coffee tastes uh, really, really, really good. They picked the, the, the best bean actually right now for the international market at 1400 altitude. And yeah, it's the best bean so far in the market. As I understand, it's organic. It's organic. Yeah. Now, ask, I just wanted to ask you when we were first talking about your coffee and you mentioned that it's organic. This is super important to us here. Yeah. Like it's become a thing, right? Yeah. Organic coffee because uh, apparently it's heavily doused with pesticides and things like that. Do people growing coffee in Haiti care about that? Is this just an accidental positive side effect? Or do the actual growers say, you know, let's keep this organic? Or is it just by default that, that that's how it happened? The coffee just happens to be organic? Or was this thought out? Yeah, coffee has always been uh, organic in Haiti. Um, organic is something really important for the farmers. It's a tradition that that that, that has that, that has been passed down for many generations, and something that will continue in Haiti. Yeah. Wow. So, how are you tying that in with your brand then? So, you have this uh, organic brand, Mo Cafe. Yeah. Great quality. It's um coming out of a country that certainly needs innovation and needs business investment and all that stuff. How are you tying? Do you see yourself as you know, being a, a superhero for Haiti, do you see yourself as somebody who's really trying to do some value that brings the value back to your homeland? Well, I say, well, I mean, I, I guess that we're, we're all heroes, eh? you know, yeah. in life. Just so uh, uh, no matter in what field actually that we're going to, we're all heroes and we all want to make, make an impact, uh, even though it's a lower level and a higher level. Uh, me, I was born and raised in Canada. Um, the reason why uh, I want to... and. Uh, to do and have a major impact as well on the country through the exportation of products. It's just because um, Haiti has used potential. We live in a first world country and uh, we have, uh, you know, the, the, the buying power. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're able to purchase things and we have uh, the spending power. So when you have that, you realize that, you know, whatever you buy, uh, whatever you buy and whatever you choose to buy will have an impact on other population. And by bringing this coffee back on the market, it's, we're literally saying to the people that, oh, you have a product that was actually well-known 200 years ago, 300 years ago, and that was actually uh, exporting and producing half of the coffee of the world was coming from Haiti. Was and it now? Yeah, yeah. It I was, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So two-thirds of the world production of coffee was coming from Haiti. So you have, a, you have, you have a, an unknown story that needs to be told and people that actually that needs to be aware of the history of Haiti and say, you know what, I want to buy this brand, I want to buy this product because I know literally that we will have an impact economically on the farmers and on uh, the country of Haiti. Yeah. So it's a mission that we're going to do together with the people in Haiti, the roasting, the farmers, the distribution company as well that actually sell the, sell the same product in the in USA and here, us in Canada. And it's only working jointly with Haitian, you know, who are willing to uh, to do uh, good for Haiti. And the diaspora needs to uh, go back in Haiti and invest in Haiti and trying to uh, make this country flourish again. Wow, a brand with a conscience. I love it. Oh, I the, love it. Man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mocafe is not just a brand just to sell a brand. Mocafe is the brand because it's a coffee of, of a nation coming back in the market. And that's uh, that sounds like a slogan to me, man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> the did you write that down? I thank God we just taped that because we're going to be going back saying, "What did he say? 
What yeah. did Hamilton say? That was awesome. That was that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now tell me about um people can get your coffee on Amazon, correct? On, on Amazon.ca, uh Mo Cafe Canada for the people uh of uh, United States watching now, they can buy purchase the coffee uh on Amazon.com. All right. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Now you you brought it up before about living in affluent countries, right? Where we live in a place of abundance. Yeah. Which comes with its its great side and it comes with its downside, however people would like to look at it. We try to create entrepreneurs here, right? I think people have a little bit more leisure. They have a bigger safety net to explore entrepreneurship, right? Because, yeah. you know, as we know, entrepreneurship often has its failures. One of the questions that I want to ask, and I always try to articulate it properly because I find that I find it hard to get the right words for this because there's all these gray areas in life. We know there's failure and we often are exposed to quotes, books, success starts with failure. That all sounds great, except when you're going through failure. You know, the rational side is, oh, we learn from our failures. We get up and we keep trying and we come better. You know, we emerge a stronger person because of our failures. And I do agree with much of that. But when you're going through failure that can come from entrepreneurship, especially living in a Western culture where we built this mindset that says, if you fail, it's you're, it's a meritocracy, right? You mm-hmm. get what you put in. Yeah. And your success is only limited by your ability to see your own success. And I think that's important in a Western culture because people can get lazy here, right? We're, we've, all our basics are met with our fridges full. We have, our, we have a good life. Even if you're at the slightly lower end of the spectrum in, in uh, economically, we still have it far better off than many other countries. So I think having this, this thing that stirs up the sauce a bit and tells people you have to vi- envision a better life for yourself. So it gets you kind of fired up, gets you more creative. You go out, you try something, and in certain cases you fail. Yeah. And that hurts. Yeah. That creates a sense of um, sometimes humiliation Sometimes you feel like you can't face people. Sometimes it puts you in a very dark place because nonetheless, rationally, we know we learn from our failures, but when you're in it, it's painful and nothing can remove the reality of that. As an entrepreneur, you've mentioned to me that you've tried a number of things in your life and you're, you're a real go-getter. What do you do to help yourself through those dark moments when or the risk to put your neck out on the line we have your brand here we've displayed it hamilton represents mo cafe you're putting your neck out there you're telling people this is what i do this is what i'm going after Mm -hmm. and now now it's all on the line how how are you so brave man I just keep pushing myself and motivate myself every morning just to be a sharp mentally and just to always focus on the positive side of what can happen and it's a long-term process you know you don't think you know about you know making big sales in one year two year even if it takes 10 years it's about you know going against the grain and trying to make this product well known that's it yeah and once you and once you actually think about uh, about about the mission of bringing back the coffee that's it sales will come and you will actually meet interesting people 
like you, Sean. Oh, I am hella interesting. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and other people too. And it's about spreading the mission and being passionate about the product. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to create a mission out of it because the mission helps you to think bigger. It helps you to get away from your own ego maybe and, and think of the bigger outcomes that are possible. Yes, definitely. And it's numbers game too, huh? Yeah. You know, like the people, the, the, the more people that you will talk about your brand to, uh, the more impact that you're trying to project in the universe. I, for me, one of the reasons that I created this podcast was I wanted to help not just young people, but, you know, there is a concern that I have that as back to the point that I was making before about, you know, success starts with failure. And though we can all say that, when you're going through it, it's very painful. And one of my concerns is that we have innovative people out there who have so much potential, but because they might have gone through a dark period, or I, I don't like the term failure. We got to come up with another term for that because it's just so bad. <laughs> yeah, It's just yeah. such a bad term, but we're using it in the context of this conversation yeah. as failure, meaning you didn't succeed at a particular endeavor that you set out to succeed in. I'm concerned that because society, especially, I can only speak for Western society. That's mm -hmm. I live in Canada and I can only speak for this. I've read and I, as I see, it seems to be a, a situation in Western culture that there's not a lot of tolerance to failure. There really isn't. There, there, and I'm concerned that people try things, not succeed, and they're broken. They feel judged. They feel that they don't know how to go forward because I, do, I personally don't believe there's a lot of tolerance for failure in our culture. I think because it's a meritocracy, you get what you get because of the choices and the things you've done. It's all your fault. And I think that's, that's pretty, that's pretty tricky. What would you say to somebody who's a, who's going through like right now, somebody out there just failed at something and they feel, they feel judged. They feel it, man. And they're, it's not their imagination. It's about overcoming your insecurities because we will always have insecurities in our own life. You know, it's, it, that's, that's the human experience. Self-esteem also. Oh, that's too. a good point. So yeah. Because my feelings are that because we live in a, a society of abundance, even like I said, even if people want to think that they don't have enough, they, we just need to travel to some countries not that far away and we'll see we've got a lot. We've got a lot. So when people try something and they don't succeed, it's really not the financial implications or it's not the, it's that fragility of the self-esteem that gets the hit the fear the yeah. fear of uh of, of failing at something that really matters to you it takes a lot of mental strength and um yeah you just you just need to be sharp mentally and to be so how do you stay sharp mentally what do you do well i train a lot i, I train, train a lot yeah i train a lot shows I, yeah <laughs> thank you you were a long sleeve because you didn't want to intimidate me over here <laughs> thanks man but you're a trainer too so you know I try, you're like, yeah. I try my best yeah and um i do a lot of yoga too oh yeah bikram yoga uh, at the centris aspire on the south shore actually and uh, uh it's a really good place and i do um yoga on a regular basis yeah so it helps me to be uh, sharp mentally because yoga is all about, you know, the connection, you know, the mind, the body and the soul. And it just 
strengthening your mind every single time that you're going into uh, the entering into the room and the class and with the and with the, the, the heat as well. It, it makes you stronger. When I first met you, I was like really captivated by your personality. Mm -hmm. That was the first that's the first thing I noticed in everybody. Yeah. Like my head is I'm not judging anyone. But I'm like, man, that's a happy guy. Man, that's a oh, I'm unhappy. I'm always person. happy, man. Yeah, always I don't. Smiling and, I want to be clear if yeah. I say, man, that's one un unhappy dude. Like, I'm not judging, but I'm recognizing how people are showing up to the world all the time. Yeah. Because to me, it's really important to show up to the world with our best foot forward. Because the world shouldn't have to be burdened with my particular problems. How we show up is important. How do you show up so well in your day-to-day -day life? What is it that you do that allows you to do that? I don't know. I think I'm a, I'm a very happy guy. I come from a very uh, good environment, which helped me a lot um, to stay focused and have a lot of role models you know, around me. I want to have an impact in this world and that everyone should, should, should do too, you know? What's the point of just putting negative vibes in this world? We need self-transformation self as human being, and we need to be more... Uh, friendly with uh, with uh, with each other, you know. You need to have this state of mind on a daily basis, even if you have if you're negative in your bank account, mm -hmm. because it's your mindset. Instead of instead of you know stressing about money, will have a more positive view of the future about what you can achieve and what you can get, mm -hmm. even though that you're struggling right now. Yeah. So it's not, it's not about you know having a positive mindset every single time, even yeah. in your low moments. It's about the long-term process, but it's about also that I live in human experience and I need to transform myself. But by being just comfortable and just doing lazy stuff, I'm not transforming myself. I'm not challenging myself enough. Yeah. Some people, they want a very comfortable life and it's fine. But they know deeply, deep down, that they could do much better and much more stuff than what they're doing right now just because of fear. Fear is... I mean, we all have fear, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the human nature. I mean, we, we cannot get rid of it. And even most of the big businessmen, they still have fears. Yeah. In those cases, that's where I really adhere and believe in that expression of if you can see it, you can achieve it. You oh, know, yeah. Because for us... We have fairly soft lives, even people who think they're... I mean, life is hard for everybody. Like right off the... That I heard Jordan Peterson say, the moment you're born, life is hard. Yeah. And I'm very positive. I'm a super optimistic person. But life is hard. But for us here, it tends to be pretty soft. And we got to be very careful about falling into these... Um, these comfortable slumps because we're actually doing a disservice because we should be using our comfort to envision more because our safety net is bigger once again and the risks are not as high and our brain is a little bit ready for thinking about other things because the basics of life are already being met and once that's done your your levels of concentration and focus actually it shows in research really shoots up because your mind is not like torn on stress so people what do they do they create stresses right yeah when you don't have stress you create them yeah yeah you create them you create them and you overthink and you create them because yeah because you don't like you're not feeling comfortable and because you you you, you have you have you have a fear about something that's something that could work, 
but because you're uncertain, you're like, oh yeah, but imagine like I fail, but I mean, it just, you, you just fail and it's fine. And you're just trying to find another thing and, and, and like, perfect. We have, there's like the worst thing that you can do, like Gary Vaynerchuk was saying is that you just find another shitty job and you just start over and you hustle more and you have a side hustle and trying to make it as a, as a, as a profitable business. So to the Mo Cafe King, I want to thank you for coming in here, sharing your story with us and, I'm going to put in the show notes how people can get in touch with you and Good. find out more about your brand. So, uh, Hamilton, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you a lot. Yeah. You have an awesome day, dude. Thanks, you too. And you guys have an awesome day, too. See you, guys.